get it. It's Monday, April 5th. Uh, we're recording live at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Blue Jays just wrapped up a little smackdown on the Rangers at home in Arlington. My name's Jacob Eamon. Here with me is David Patrick Fleming. You're listening to Underdogs, everybody. And you're listening. To, uh, can we call us? Can we call it underdogs? I know we've been talking about this before, but we're the favorites, baby. <laughs> nah, we're still the underdogs, baby. Want those pinstripes are still in in play. We're still the underdogs. Underdogs can win, but we're still the underdogs. Okay. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to give a quick shout out. At the end of last episode, I I did a call for action to our our fans out there asking to, to help us out, lay down a little review. And what do I see the other night come in? A, a, a great review. I'm just going gonna, gonna to read it out to you guys, too, um, because it really made my day. And you can continue to make my day by keeping these, these reviews coming in on uh, Apple Podcasts. If that's where you listen, um, please try, try and out. If, you, if you're going to do a review, you have to outdo this one, though. Um, which, which just looks great on the, on the, like it's on the homepage. You scroll past the episodes. This is the first thing you see now. So if you're going to, if you're going to give us a review, it's gotta be, gotta outdo this one from NTFOB, nut, nut fob. Um, the title is called most entertaining Jay's podcast. Five stars. Love this one. Off the wall humor that constantly makes me laugh. And they also have some really good takes and understand the game. This is the Jays podcast I get most excited about when a new episode is dropped. Thank you, Nutfob. That is so great. So anybody out there who doesn't feel that way, now you feel that way. Yeah. Because that review should have convinced you. And anybody out there who wants to give a shitty review, do it. We'll talk about it. We will. We'll fight. We'll virtually <laughs> fight with you. We're, we're, we're game for anything. Throw down. Take the mitts off. Let's go. Just keep downloading after you get that bad review in, and and we'll call it even. Yeah, I listen to things that people make me angry all the time. The the amount of things I do online just because they make me angry, it's a, a lot. I'm thinking about unsubscribing to Blue Jays Talk. How about you? Well, I don't think I subscribe to Blue Jays Talk. I just download. I guess I'm just as bad as some of our listeners. Ah, ah. Remember when they I'm talked? The Remember when fans got to talk? Yeah, now they're so worried that someone's going to come on and just blow the mic up with some racism or something. So now it's just text because they can't have the guy screening the calls. Why not? <laughs> How because, can they not figure that out? Because he could get COVID, Jacob, and he could get COVID being in his house screening calls. That's one of the key ways you get COVID is by screening calls. You not watch the news? I guess not. Well, listen Another up. key way you get COVID is by sitting with 40,000 people in a fucking stadium <laughs> with no masks. If we, if it was a game of where's Waldo, except Waldo was a mask and you had to look through uh, Globe Life Park for uh, a mask, you'd be there till you died. I didn't even see one around ears or by their neck. Nothing. Well, I figured I saw I saw the fans and I figured it's got to be optional, right? In Texas, they just made it optional. You don't have to wear a mask. There's no mandatory masks anymore. But lo and behold, uh, I saw in a group chat because that's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, it's it's optional, and they they pulled it up the the rules for the park. You're still supposed to wear a mask unless you're actively eating or drinking. But 
Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see a, a an usher out there who feels that it's yeah. in their best interest to try and step figure out amongst the forty thousand who's actively drinking. Like, how how quickly do you have to <laughs> have a drink with your mask down for it to be active drinking? How much would you have to get paid to be an usher who walks into, let's say, those high end, expensive seats right behind the plate and be like, "Sorry, guys, can you um, can you put your um, sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry. I know you're watching the game. Can you put your mask on? And no, no, okay, no, no, no problem, no problem." I think I would. It would be a. It would be a thing where I couldn't get in trouble with it, and I would have fun with it. I'd be like, "All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get those masks on. Everybody having a drink. <laughs> you look like you're having a drink. Everybody looks good. Just get the masks on, and I'm on my way. Have a great night, everybody." <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating my anger to how bad my baseball team is. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being a Rangers fan. Like, uh, it's so yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Like, you get this. Matt, you get a new ballpark built for you, and yet your team, first of all, is dog water. <laughs> like you're in the midst <laughs> of, of this of this rebuild. You have you haven't been to a ballpark in a year, more than a year, because you, you, spring training was happening. So it's I don't. It's been a year and a half since you've been able to watch baseball. You finally got your home opener. Come and you get smacked by the Blue Jays. Get the smackdown on you and. You get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than a program. Leave today with COVID. Uh, being a fan of the Rangers would like having an entire team of watching Rafael Dolis. Nothing kills the energy of a game like Rafael Dolis coming and slobbing around the mound for 25 fucking minutes, just hiking balls in the dirt. Last year when he was effective, that was fine. It's like, you know what? And last year it was sort of like, I got nothing but time, baby. Yeah. And I still got nothing but time, but I don't got time for that. That is a maddening experience. Especially when you're feeling so good. You got this great lead. The game is cruising. You're like, oh, we're going to be done in, th in less than three hours. And that's what like the last game was like, too. It's just these quick uh, three hours. That's 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 max for me at this point in my life. You know? Yeah, I think I think the first couple Yankees games were four hours. Yeah, I know. But the last one was under three. And then today we were on track for, you know, definitely to be under three. And then who the least. fuck builds a new stadium in 2020 and puts turf in it? I think that's the, that's just kind of the new norm. Nah, why? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's trash. It is. It's, it's, let's just have a quick gab about the stadium in general. It's weird. <laughs> You know, like it the is whole well, setup is like, it's so vertical. It's so scary in there. Like, I feel like I'm like, they're going to be a gladiator fight in there. It's so vertical. And the, the lighting is weird in the daytime. It's so dark inside. And then you see the fans and it's just like washed out. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to keep, make it so that you don't die of heat exhaustion when you're at a game and for the players too. So I think they, they use air conditioning in there now. Okay. Um, and I think that probably has something to do with the weird vertical nature of the stadium. There's probably some weird ass roof on it that I didn't, I couldn't really tell, but the ca I was saying to you during the game, the camera angles weird. Yes. All of the camera like the ca angles. It, it's almost like, Oh, I'm, I'm seeing the game from a completely different perspective. Pitches look different. It was super wide. Mm -hmm. Hitters looked way smaller. It didn't seem like the focal point of the camera shot was the pitch, which is what you're used to. Yeah. The, the strangest thing about it too, 
like I, I, I was saying to you in text, like I kind of like when the camera angle is behind and slightly above the picture because you see right down the barrel what the strike zone is instead of that little off kilter like you know MLB the show you're just to the the camera's just to the right of the picture and every pitch like it's kind of I don't know you don't know exactly where it's go- where it's going excuse me um but the weirdest thing to me is when the ball gets hit and like when it went to the outfield and the camera's like up in the fifth deck and suddenly the field mm. like the the playing field looks massive it's so scary i'm like oh my god we're, yeah. we're they're not going to be able to make it to that ball it's like it's like the weird feeling you get when you watch um like european soccer like european football on tv and the camera angles way up and the field looks massive and then you go to like a professional soccer field and it's like the same field that you played on <laughs> in high school you're like well, how is that i don't this doesn't line up to me it's just like such a weird camera that completely changes the experience of watching it yeah i couldn't tell if it was just because we've gotten so used to seeing the camera angle a different way i was like is this worse or am i just having a hard time with the transition like if i mm-hmm. watched a whole bunch of games with that camera angle would i eventually start to like that more and it's it's too difficult to tell. It really is. I, I sort of liked the way that pitches looked yeah. coming in because I, I feel like I got a, a better sense of the of the movement and the height of the ball. But uh, yeah, like you said, when they take those shots of the outfield and then they punch in for that close up, really kind of <laughs> like the guy's never done it before in his life. Uh, it was just a bit. It was a bit alarming. I agree. I agree. Um just a little bit here too on broadcast in general. I took Bruce for a walk in maybe the second inning, so I decided instead of pausing the broadcast and skipping the commercials like I normally would, popped on the radio, listened to Buck and Dan call it, and it's not great. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, I felt completely differently. Really? I yeah, I, just I was going like, to bring that up. I I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. Suddenly Vlad was out and they were like in the midst of a conversation. And then I just didn't know what was going on in the same way that I normally do when you listen to, to radio. Yeah. I mean, we might've just, we were obviously just, you know, you catch it in different moments. I didn't hear what you, but what I liked the other day was I was watching the game and then I had to go to work and the game wasn't over because it was four fucking hours. And then I keyed into the simulcast and it was in a way it was like, I never left the broadcast. It wasn't like this drastic jump into the radio where, you know, they'd had their own jokes and stories, this whole game that you weren't a part of and you were trying to get a whole different vibe. It was like same energy, same voices, same vibe. Now, if I had to listen to it from the start with no visual the entire time, that'd be different, but jumping to that after having watched, you know, seven, eight innings on mm-hmm. TV. I kind of, like, I liked it a lot, actually. I was like, it did not take me long to be like, I'm all about simulcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate that element as well. I did, I did like knowing that when I left, I was still part of the same world and I was going to come back into the same world without like missing a beat. So I do appreciate that. It was just, there. there's some times where they, they just, I can only imagine they completely forget that there are people who can only hear them, which makes sense. Well, Jacob, maybe if you're a real fan, you don't walk your dog. Maybe maybe you, uh, you let Bruce pee in the living room next time and you keep watching it on TV. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll run that by Brittany, see what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, all right. So today's game, I mean, let, 
Any thoughts on the Yankees game? I mean, or the Yankees series? That's a series win of the Yankees. I think we all feel pretty good about that. Um, feel so good about that. I mean, I, I, I'm just like any other Toronto fan. I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think we were going to win two out of three, not with TJ Zoic going up in the last game. And, you know, he did as good as you could imagine. He didn't go that deep in the game, but maybe he's not supposed to. Maybe we can't expect that. He didn't let up any runs. Yeah. Julian Merriweather still seems like a lethal uh, killer. Lights and out. Yeah, it's it's absolutely electric watching him mm-hmm. pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's must see. I, I said it to myself today. I was like, "That's must see TV." Yes, I, I've only said that. I've only said more. that a couple times in my life. I've said that with Bonds, Bautista, and now Merriweather. Oh, and got to say, a little for sure. But that's like a different sure. thing. That's like I'm just so emotionally involved in Vladdy. So that's just more like watching my son. Right. <laughs> but uh, another must-see TV. We don't talk about it too much, but Otani. Shohei Otani, that's must-see TV as well. I agree. They're letting, they're letting them loose this year. Pitching oh, and man. hitting, American League rules. They got the DH to say, we don't need them. We got a pitcher. I love First that. player in Major League history to ever throw 101 as a pitcher and hit 115-mile-an-hour home run off the bat. Uh, Syndergaard threw over 100 and hit a home run, but it wasn't 115. It wasn't a fucking rocket. He he had the highest exit velocity in the game. Damn right. And and he threw, what did he throw, 101, 102? 101. 101. He's a freak of nature. We're going to see him Sunday. <sighs> I love He's that. pitching against the Jays in Dunedin on Sunday. I tuned into that game right as it got exciting, the inning before he got that. He got taken out at home. He, I mean, what a crazy thing that was happening. He struck out the guy for the third out. They dropped, the pitch was so nasty. The catcher, Stassi lets it go by him. He throws to first. It doesn't get him. It goes past. It's a wide throw at first. Then they throw it back home. Another run comes in. It's a two-run strikeout. It was brutal. And he gets taken yeah. out of the plate by the, by sliding, he, the guy sliding in. I don't know how you uh, thought about it when you saw him get taken out, but it really was a reminder of how big a dude Otani is. Yeah. He's huge. Well, yeah. You have to, I mean, just seeing the numbers of him throwing and then hitting, I'm like, oh, he must be huge. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but this is Blue Jays. This is the Blue Jays. Let's get back to that. Um, Gary Sanchez, we can put a watch on him. Scary, scary man for homers again. Um, don't look forward to that. Hopefully he uh, gets back to being bad. Yeah, hopefully he's such a bad catcher, which he is, that even though he's hitting home runs, they don't play him because he's so bad behind the plate. Yankees scare you anymore? Yeah, of course, man. I mean, I think we saw Corey Kluber give his first start. I mean, last year he did not pitch much for the uh, for the Texas Rangers. And he had one, like inning. One, one, one inning or something one, like that. Yeah. And so then when we saw him on uh, was it Saturday or Sunday, whatever that was, his fastball is like 91, 92, which isn't that scary. He still had that Corey Kluber slider, though. Yeah. And I think I think when you see him in the midseason, it's going to be a different story. I don't think he's going to be, you know, ramming it up to 96, but you could see glimpses of maybe the old Corey Kluber. So if he can stay healthy, that's something. And I thought that uh, Domingo Herman, who, uh, you know, was – mostly a piece of shit uh didn't look that sharp either but if he can continue to stay healthy and they keep letting him play or if one of his teammates doesn't beat him to death in the clubhouse um you know i could see him getting better as well so 
they don't scare me presently, but that's a sleeping giant for sure. sure. Well, they're in uh, third place right now, so or fourth fourth place. What what wasn't Baltimore three and zero? Yeah, Baltimore's three and zero. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, okay, well, let's let's come to today though. Stephen Matz. Oh yeah, this is this is what we need to talk oh about. Stephen Matz. Comeback player of the year. You heard it on underdogs. I've been saying it for must be a month now. Yeah, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you just, I could just, I was thinking about Ross and Mark just kind of reclining back in their chair. Just another feather in the cap, you know, it's like a little wink to each other. Obviously it's a tiny sample size, but if this continues like what an another incredible trade for them of a guy who just seemed like someone you pick up out of the out of the dumpster four million bucks something like that is what they're paying him uh one of the knocks against Matt's is that uh he's good from the wind up but when he throws out of the stretch that's when he gets in trouble and you could see a little glimpse of that today Mm -hmm. just a little glimpse because in the wind up dominant yeah he still throws 96 his his changeup was deadly. His his slider was deadly. Dude looks like he looks like Otani. He's got these massive shoulders, big fucking legs. He looks like he's fit as fuck. And I'm I don't know, man. I, I think he's a guy that you you take that chance on. Oh, right? yeah. He's got this. It's it must just be a mental game with him. And so, you know, I, I'm I don't buy too much into the Pete Walker can change any pitcher and uh, make them reach their full potential within just weeks upon meeting him, but. Hey man, there's maybe there's something to that because uh, he that was a terrific outing today. Uh, so good. And what I appreciated the most was just the the pace. He pitches so fast and so and it was so efficient. You know, it's like <laughs> fifth after the fourth, he had a bit of trouble in the fourth, and I was wondering how things were going to kind of if they were going to unravel for him there when they scored that run and the walk. Um, but you know, and he started like taking the hat off and kind of getting that stressed out look on him. I was like, uh oh, this here, here, here comes the old Matt's time. But uh, you know, he he got out of it without unraveling completely and got the pitch down count still low. You know, it looked like he could have done another, could have finished off the seventh. But just to see a Blue Jays pitcher, a starter pitching in the seventh is it's unreal. Yeah, and especially him. Um, I was wondering today, I don't know what you think about this. Do you think that when Mats was coming to Toronto that he called Marcus Stroman or do you think Stroman called him? Do you think that Stroman like poisoned Matt's ear at all about uh, the organization? Ooh. I doubt it. Cut. I doubt it. I think that, and I mean, he may have... But I feel like Marcus wants to, like, even if he doesn't actually believe it, he wants to, like, be, like, living in such a world of positivity that he would just be like, you know, man, you go get it. Like, you'll have a great time. The fans will love you. It's a great city, you know. Like, Ross and Mark are a piece of shit. But, man, you're going to love it there. Like, I don't know. I I can't imagine that he would actively try and sour someone or, like, ruin their experience who's about to go to a new city. Just for context uh, for that, uh, Mats was pitching for the Mets for his entire career, and that's obviously where Stroman pitches. So, no, I wasn't suggesting that they're just natural friends. They were teammates last year. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, if I was Steven Mats, 
probably wouldn't be the guy I'd be calling to get the update on the city. <laughs> um, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, what do you think about Simeon uh, so far? Um, that's a really interesting question. Uh, I love the power. Uh-huh. What does he have? Uh, two or three dingers already. I feel like he's got three already, but maybe think, I'm... Yeah, I think he's got three. He's got OPS eight nineteen already. Um, th- I think third on third on the team up there. He's you know he's he's not hitting for a ton of average, but we can't really look at batting average or anything. Nothing makes sense yet. What I what I think of him is that you know I like seeing the power. Uh, it's such a small sample size. You know, it's it's a new team. There's a whole bunch of different stuff going on. He's playing second base, which he's not used to. I want to give him way more time than four games before making any sort of like definitive judgment on him. Um, but I, I don't think like hitting at the top of the order maybe is his thing. I don't necessarily love him at top of the order, but got to love the power. He seems a little bit awkward at second base. Um, one of those uh, turning the double play today where he kind of got a little flat footed and couldn't get anything behind the ball. I felt like that was just like a newness to not being used to turning two from that angle. Right. But uh gotta give him time. I, I have tons of faith in him and I really like his uh poise. The poise. That's that's such a good word for who he is. Like you see it in the batting stance. You see it in like the rigidity of his of his goatee. The like the <laughs> the stance. It looks like he's sitting in a chair almost. And yet <laughs> yeah, he's so He's so limber once he gets out of the box. He's the threat to steal bases. Like it's, he's it's very deceptive. I find, you know, the yeah. the kind of poise that he has, and then seeing that moment too, where he's where he's trying to block Clint Frazier from being able to see the ball get caught in the outfield to tag up that little moment. I, I don't know. Like there's something about him. You know, listeners who heard our first episode when uh, when the Blue Jays traded for him know that I. I've got a thing for him. I don't know what it is, but uh, I've I've been excited for him to be on the team, and he hasn't let me down so far. I I really like no. I like I, the vibe. There's, there's there's no argument to be made that he's been a letdown. You you could not convince me of that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and kind of it's going to be interesting to see what it's like when spring. Like it's so weird that Springer has even played yet, partially because of how successful we've been, but also just like. Simeon's kind of been, he feels like the dad of the team right now, right? Yeah. And it's just crazy to think like what a star Springer is. Yeah. And we haven't even seen him and he's, he's going to be, you know, probably the leader of the team. He's probably going to hit first. Uh, Simeon's going to either move maybe one down or maybe he hits more in the middle of the order. It's not really sure. I'm not, I'm not necessarily loving Kevin in the two spot. Not that uh, anybody's consulted me on what the lineup should be. But it's just this massive piece that we haven't even seen yet that was like the 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 root of this really great offseason. And I I'd never think of him unless they show him in the dugout or something like that. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, we have George Springer. George Springer. I never think about him. <laughs> Finals MVP, George Springer, just having fun <laughs> kicking dirt around. He looks like he's having a blast they, out there, right? Man, they all look like they're having fun in the dugout. Like uh, it's it's those young guys, the way that they get along with each other, I find it very touching. Yes. 
And when there was a shot in the dugout today of Laddie with his arm around Bo, and you don't see that very often. You don't see the two of them together very often, but I've heard like the stories that Vladdy went to Bo first to, to see if it was a good thing for him to apologize about kind of showing up out of weight and overweight and all, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, they, it, it was so false of us or wrong for us to just assume <laughs> that they were these enemies. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, there was something there. I mean, we, and we both, I mean, we both witnessed that Bo did seem mildly uncomfortable with Vladdy's arm around him, but we're not going to, we're not going to dig into that. We're not going to dig into They're that. They're all pretty touchy feely down there. You know, like, Guriel's always got his arm around someone. Like they just, they just love each other. Yeah, there's also another story that came out today that Bo had COVID. Yeah, <laughs> Bo had an asymptomatic case of COVID nineteen in spring, spring training. training. Yeah, that's. What I know. Like. I was like, so do they all have it then? I don't understand um, why. Maybe I've been uh, misled as to what COVID nineteen is. But he now says that he doesn't need to get the vaccine because he has. Uh, a very good level of antibodies that are longer than most. And so that he doesn't need to think about the vaccine right away. I think that he can't. I heard, I don't can't get the vaccine because of antibodies. Yeah. That's what, that's what someone, I, maybe it was on Smith and Jones or maybe it was central today. They were talking about, you're supposed to wait three months after you've contracted COVID to get the vaccine. Otherwise it doesn't, work maybe i don't i don't know but i'm just it's a confusing thing because like it seems like they didn't know he didn't know they did a test recently and discovered that he had the antibodies but like weren't they being tested every day in spring training and i don't recall a time in spring training where it was like bo's not with the team right now no i mean maybe i'm misremembering but i think he was around all the time yeah i think so too yeah so it's very mysterious. Very mysterious, unless it's all fake as a as an excuse to why he's not going to get the vaccine and he doesn't want everyone to know that it's because he's like a right-wing Bible thumper. Well, he is a known fan of Justin Bieber. Yes, and the Bible. So. His, if you follow him on Instagram, he will frequently um, post... Instagrams of Psalms, uh, you know, quotes. I don't, I don't know. Is it quotes from the Bible? I don't, I don't know. He's got Genesis. It's got the book of David. He's got all of the different dudes in the Bible. Makes sense because he does sort of have the look of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what he's going for. Maybe he's trying to be Jesus. Yeah. Well, keep, keep going. Strive high. Aim high. Shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Hey. Hey. I just started thinking about <laughs> Bo having an asymptomatic case of COVID-19 and thinking about Jesus getting COVID-19 and then thinking of how funny it would be if Jesus got COVID-19, but he got wrecked with it. <laughs> he just got really, <laughs> really sick. <laughs> like a terrible case of it. It just sort of takes away some of his mystique. <laughs> no one's no one's immune. COVID will get us all. Oh, <laughs> forty thousand people. That's I, I didn't. It didn't look full, no, man. I don't know. I don't know where they were, but maybe they were all eating or making out or bobbing for apples. Maybe there was a bobbing for apples station that they they thought was a good idea. It wasn't full, but it also it is also a dreadful team of the Texas Rangers, like. 
you know, maybe people don't want to go see them. I wouldn't want to. I think it was more just an act of like going out and being around, being a part of this like event. Yes. Kind of the first party man in North America where that amount of people were allowed in the same space. We, it wasn't even about baseball. That's probably why they weren't even sitting at their seats. They were probably just walking around and eating. Like, have you seen the food that they serve at this uh, in Texas at ballparks? No. It's fucking disgusting. I'm sure it's delicious. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you'd like it. I don't think you would. What do you mean? Describe it. It's, it's too much food for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you eat. You, you couldn't handle it. I, wow. I <laughs> Tell Brittany. <laughs> so man i want to i would say oh go ahead no i was just gonna ask you you mentioned you have some some irrational fears i wanted to see if i could help you out oh well these are just irrational fan fears that don't really probably amount to much but they are bothering me and i just wanted to run them by you jacob see if you could talk me off the cliff i'll try I had this fear that because we didn't hear that much about Julian Merriweather in spring training and they almost didn't even bring him onto the, onto the squad that it's because he's dealing with an injury that's maybe more severe. But what the doctor said was, look, you've only got so many pitches left and we don't know how many it's going to be. So why don't you just air it out and live your dreams as a big league ball player. But soon enough, that elbow is going to fall off. And the reason we never heard anything about it was because it was just a last minute decision to let him live out his dream. And now we're just watching a man throwing his life away. 99, 100, 99. And any day now, he's just going to grab the elbow, point the fingers and say, I'm done. And it's going to be sooner than later. (laughs) It's like, uh, like in the hospital and they they've they've let you know you got a you got a month left maybe you want to you hey you want to try acid do you we're we're, <laughs> we're open to as much morphine as you're interested in you can just air it out here <laughs> and uh, yeah you know and that's why every time he's asked like hey is he going to be able to pitch back-to-back games the answer is kind of like we don't know <laughs> we really don't know it's sort of uh He's walking the green mile right now, and uh, it's really up to him. Well, I'm not going to talk you off this ledge. That sounds like a really accurate thing that you're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what's happening. Um, Pete Walker's like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna let him. We're gonna try and see if he can do it, and uh, we don't know. But uh, he's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll buy a jersey. I'm thinking about Whoa. it. Thinking about wow. it. Merriweather Jersey. The second fear of mine is with Vladdy. Okay. And so geez. he put in so much discipline in the off season and you could really see it uh, coming through in his at bats, that rocket home run to right field that he hit in New York, his bullet single off Garrett Cole up the middle RBI single today. And then I just see him on this DH day, just a little bit loose. He's just joking around in the dugout quite a bit, putting his arm around Bo, laughing with Lourdes, laughing with Teoscar. There's just this subtle quality where I'm like, uh-oh, he's losing his focus. Uh-oh, he's going to go back to kind of caring less and maybe maybe not putting quite the work in. He's going to try to hit dingers. And I saw a couple ground balls today, and I was like, 
Uh-oh. Jacob, tell me that tell me that young Vladdy can stay the course. David, not but two episodes ago, you were saying that this is where Vladdy needs to be. Vladdy needs to be happy. He needs to be loose. He needs to be playful. That's what makes him Vladdy, and that's what makes him successful. And so You're right. seeing him put his arm around, seeing him having a couple of laps in the dugout, this is these are good things okay what happens if they all get vaccinated 85 percent of the team gets vaccinated then you can loosen the rules and then they start going out and he starts just necking beer again well what if he starts necking beer and having babies again you and i both what if know he, what he what hasn't if, what if stopped he has... necking beers he's still <laughs> he's down in three in the locker room I, after the game i had this um daydream that on the plane when they go to uh you know fly to other stadiums or whatever that the, somebody comes around asking guys what they want to drink. And uh, this, like, the person asks Vladdy, like, Vladdy, you want a beer? And kind of like six players sort of like turn their neck and look <laughs> over. And Vladdy kind of smirks and is like, vodka soda. And they're all like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should let the fans in on something here because I don't remember when, if it was you that told me how we discovered it, but it feels like a secret still to me. And like, can you, can you let me in on, or let the listeners in on what this, like the rumors are about Vladdy's like drinking and how much he loves to party. I don't necessarily know about him necessarily him loving to party, but I've just heard a lot of things that he just loves his beer. Um, and if you look at those sports net commercials where they've got the cutout of Vladdy and the blue uniform, that's where you really see how fat he used to be. Yeah. And so I would imagine that at some point during this whole, let's get disciplined, let's lose some weight, let's start working out, let's trim down that some brainiac was like, maybe don't drink so much beer. Cause I know he likes to drink beer with his dad and his dad drinks beer and he wants to be like his dad and he's probably neglected by his dad. And so I just feel like it's a slippery slope, man. If you are cutting out too many things at once, like if he's eating differently and not drinking beer, you can only do that for so long before you, you know, just have a bad week, a bad month, whatever. And then it's, and then it's, you know, <laughs> Then, then we're in for it. Maybe someone just told him about like Michelob Ultras. <laughs> you know, like, can we, can we, like, I don't want to limit Vlad's drinking, to be honest. <laughs> I want him to be drinking. I think we're in trouble if he stops drinking. But, but if we can figure out, yeah, like, if we can get some vodka sodas on the plane, get him some, some Coors Light, even a Guinness, you know? I got no problem with yeah, that. I don't think I don't think because if as soon as you start drinking beer, like if you start drinking Guinness and you're just used to drinking a bunch of beers, then all it takes is being out one night and they're like, oh, we don't have Guinness. I don't care. Bring me whatever. And then you just go right back into the habits. He's either got to like start smoking weed only and not drinking, <laughs> or he's got to just, you know, shoot rum. Like, I, I don't know what else to tell you. The, the man's got to stay away from the beer. I'm telling you, he probably baby bottles like 10 of those a night. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I don't know. I'm going off of kind of what my life has been like. And I feel like if if he, I don't know how to phrase this. If he, I'm, I'm cool with him drinking. 
He can drink as many full calorie beers as he wants. Just keep up the exercise. You know, keep doing that. But he's routine. not going to, man, because he's gonna be hung over. He's gonna wake up and be like, oh no. And but then they're gonna to. bench to. him. They're gonna bench him because he comes in hungover. I'm telling you, man. Do you think Bo and Cabin drink a lot? I bet you they don't. No. I bet you they do not. Who do you but think do you is think drinking? Lourdes and Teoscar. Oh, come on. It's Lourdes and Teoscar. I don't know. I don't know. It might not. I, I can imagine him like he, he's got like a new drinking buddy every night or like it's one of the coaches or something, <laughs> you know, like or he, he hangs out with the relievers and he's always just like he doesn't really like talk great with them because the language thing, but he's always just wasted with them and they have to like make sure like he doesn't get into any trouble. Uh, I, fuck man, yeah, that's that's somehow darker. I don't yeah, know why. Just Vlad, Vladdy hanging out with the bullpen and drinking, like it's like, oh man, or maybe Ryu. I could see him drinking with Ryu. Oh, because Ryu probably just gets smashed three nights in a row right after his start. Well, that's I wanted to ask you. I totally forgot. I didn't even write a note about it. it was a thought I had the other night. Have you ever seen Ryu on a night when he's not pitching? Like, does he come to the games? I've never. I feel like he's not in the dugout. They showed him um, uh, standing next to Matts after Matts was taken out, so he was definitely there. But don't you feel like a lot of the time you don't know where he is? Yeah, I mean, he's probably got his face in a toilet, or he's just like watching the game from the clubhouse or something. Um, I, I don't know. He's so I, I think whatever Ryu's. To me. Yeah, Ryu is mysterious. He he's like a true superstar. <laughs> yeah. Like he's bigger than any of these guys in the States in Korea. Right. For sure. Some true true massive superstar there. Yeah. And he's got his new like red red hair color. I don't know. See, like, is he at home? Like that's just like he it's part of his contract. He can come to the games if he wants to, but he can also I think just... he's always there. I just don't think he's in the dugout. I think he's like getting treatment or like doing whatever the fuck he does, like behind the in a hot tub scenes. in the in yeah in the dugout hot tub. Martini. Not in the dugout in the in the clubhouse. Yeah. yeah, in the clubhouse. I love that. I love that. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh, yeah? Send it I got a hot take for you, Jacob. Oh yeah, give it. I to got me. a real hot take. This hot take. This is such a hot take. You better fasten your diaper because you might shit yourself. Okay. This hot take is the 2021 Toronto Blue Jays will never be below 500 all year. Oh, ow, 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 ow. Ooh, <laughs> ooh it burns. Ah, that's hot, man. That's hot. Ouch. Sizzling. Damn, bro. I love that. Well, we're three yeah. and one. We're three Damn and one. Right. Uh, I mean, we got house money right now. We can throw tomorrow's game out of the window if we want to. House money, baby. Just never below five hundred. Not saying anything about anything else. Just never below five hundred. So we'll, we'll, we can meet five hundred, but we're not going below. Yeah, yeah you can meet five hundred. Uh, I mean, who, who, who? What? What series we got after the Rangers? We're going to. We got the Angels. We're going to Dunedin, the home opener, quote unquote, against the Angels. Okay. Okay. That ain't shit. That ain't shit. Um, I love the take. I believe in it. Um, I think we could write that in ink. Blue Jays will not go below 500. Um, we're going to overtake first pretty quick here. We all know that the Orioles ain't going to keep hacking it up there undefeated. Probably losing right now, I would guess. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to take a stab at it, I would assume they're losing right now. 
Um, of course, I have no idea, and I'm not going to look. They at are it. losing right there now. They are losing one nothing to the Yankees, and the Yankees have the bases juice, so that's going to go up real soon. Oh, juicy, juicy, juicy. Okay, so Blue Jays are going to maintain a winning record all season. I love. Well, 500 is not a winning record. True. True. I I wouldn't be surprised if they if they don't even get down to to meet 500. I think, yeah, but let's not let's not let's not ruin it, Jacob. Look. We just got into second gear here, right? We got the, we just pushed the clutch. We just got into second gear. A little, you know, like we're just getting started, man. And we're gonna rev it up. We're gonna rev it up. We're gonna get it up into fifth gear. We're gonna put the foot down on the pedal and we're gonna start cruising. And nothing says putting your foot on the gas and ripping that baby into fifth gear like a Tanner Roark start Tuesday night at Diesel. 8.05 in Arlington. Diesel, Tanner Roark. Turkey neck, turkey neck. <laughs> All right, well, look, Tanner Roark might turn it around, right? Right? Not. I'm not going to be on the record for agreeing with that. He won't even say he might turn it around? <laughs> That's right. Okay. He has so much work to do with me, Jacob, to get me back that I'm not even going to I'm not even going to say anything more about it. Okay. Well, so so Tanner Roark's on the mound tomorrow. What? We got we got a night game. We got our first night game tomorrow. Yeah, baby. I'm excited for that. I'm I'm ready to to see these things, these games under lights, get that evening energy, get that Get that late night feel. We're gonna start at eight PM tomorrow night. Give Vladdy a little more time with his hangover, you know. Yes, yes. He's he's how many beers deep do you think he is right now? I don't know, man. I feel like he can just throw him back. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. This is Underdogs. I'm Jacob Eman, and he is David Patrick Fleming. We will be back with you later this week. And have a great night. And a reminder. Press that press that subscribe button. Give us that review. Give us those five stars. Press that follow button. Whatever it is, we want it.